0: This show is part of the WND Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more shows from WND, please head to our website at wndpress.com backslash podcast to see our current lineup. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. My dad's turning 60 in like a week.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah, Tom Spiker 60.
1: He looks like he's probably in his early
0: 50s. My dad could still <laughs> rip a tree out of the ground and beat you with it. So. Oh, I
1: know. Your dad your dad could fuck up all comers. I I I I am in I am in all constant fear of your father.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh everybody is. Uh he's like <laughs> it's like there's but he's like as he's getting older, he's like so much calmer it's like weird watching him as a grandparent like it's great watching him as a grandparent because he's like always been really good with kids but you know there's like an undercurrent of violence that's always there (laughs) that you're like just waiting for him to snap on somebody which he won't because he's got really good self-control um but it's one of those things where i'm like there's gonna there there, i I, you know there will
1: be blood
0: I think, no, I think that's the, I think that's what it is. There already was blood. Uh, And I think that he is, I think that he is satisfied. I think that he's been satisfied of that. Um, So his
1: bloodlust has been slaked.
0: You know what it is? It's, it's, it's funny though. It's, it's one of those things. It's, it's the the joke is like, yeah, my dad is bloodlust. But that's not really what it is. It's, he is, um, uh, just very defensive. So like, he never goes looking for a fight, but he always finishes them.
1: So he has a particular set of skills.
0: He's got a particular, yeah. He's the Liam Neeson of South Daytona. <laughs> your
1: dad's like Liam Neeson from
0: Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he'll he'll fuck up a pierogi uh, <laughs> and also your entire life.
1: Yeah, I picture your dad. I know, I, I, I know the Penguins and the Flyers are completely different, but yeah, I saw that Broad Street. You? I I understand that they're different, and I understand that they don't have. There's no Venn diagram because the fans they're kill literally
0: each other. on the. Yeah, they're different sides of the state.
1: But the thing is, I've seen the Broad Street Bullies documentary. It's one of the only sports documentaries I ever watched, and I thought it was fantastic. And I can see your dad. I know he's not a Philly guy. I know he's a Pittsburgh guy, but I could see him in spirit among those giant monsters as they beat the blood out of each other on the ice and they they literally beat every team in the nhl into submission i could see yeah. your dad long gray hair he didn't even care he doesn't even put it up in a helmet he just lets it flow and it's covered in blood mist and teeth from other players as he just smashes them
0: against the glass and he won't let them move and he cuts him with his skate you know it's it's great it's funny because i think that my dad was too aggressive for hockey um <laughs> so he played baseball so he played baseball no my favorite my favorite stories are like when my dad would play like softball like you play like an adult softball league and he would like there was a guy my dad played shortstop because he was always just like really quick and he had like and he was just good and yeah, so um, quick. he looks quick yeah he is he's is quick it's scary uh so uh one of my favorite stories though is he's playing shortstop and a guy slides into second base and tries to like cleat him like tries to spike him and so basically so for those of you who don't know when you slide into second base you lift your cleats up and try to like take the legs out from the person (laughs) who's tagging the base like you're supposed to like it's it's fucking mean especially because like when i was playing baseball we had metal cleats so like you like could you know dig into somebody's shin and give them stitches like it was bad and even with
1: your bad knees you had gigantic legs that to push those metal cleats right through somebody's leg bone yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. i mean i never i never my favorites like when i would play is like people would always try to hit me and they would bounce off (laughs) like that was the greatest it's like people would try to run me over and they would just fall down i got thrown out of a game one time for 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 like Plowing into a catcher Coming into home I was out by a mile And I fucking hit him As hard as I could And knocked his helmet off And I was like mad I was like yeah Kick me out of the game I'm fucking done So But my dad Spiker you're slid. out of here Yeah yeah It was like I was, I was a troublemaker Um, And so my This guy slides in a second And takes my dad's feet out and my dad somehow in the air turns and just drops a fucking elbow on the guy's chest <laughs> and, like, knocks the wind out of him as he's coming down. Oh. Uh, and that's what, that's what he does. Like, my dad would, like, be that person. He would, like, find a way to, like, if you mess with me, I will – I will. it's it's what we talked about last week. We talked about the Satanism stuff. Like, you know my boundary. I've let you know my boundary. <laughs> but when you cross my boundary, I will punish you in the way that I deem fit.
1: Your dad's the gall of South Daytona. <laughs>
0: It's Can't great. spike it's, spiker. It's Can't my favorite. It. It's like, you just don't like, you like let, let the, let the sleeping beast lie. You don't need to mess with him.
1: <laughs> do not wake him up. Cause do he not will wake elbow you in your fucking solar plexus. Well,
0: it's always subtle. It's always like a subtle thing. Like, or he'll, or he'll mess you up. Like, you know, if it's a fist fight, he will, he will end it. But if you, if you root, if you do something, he will like, make sure that you pay for it. I feel like really dad, subtle way.
1: I feel like your dad has definitely hit somebody with a socket wrench before.
0: I've, th- Feel like no bicycle crank oh, oh okay <laughs> that's what it was a uh, guy tried to stab him with a screwdriver and he hit him with a bicycle crank
1: hey man that that's completely fair right there yeah, that is a that's what completely I'm saying. proportional response yeah
0: that's what i'm saying my dad never he's never an instigator it's a proportional response that ends it yeah he's a finisher he, yeah <laughs> your dad
1: is a finishing move
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely Wow, so he's gonna be sixty, and so we're trying to figure out what to do with him for his sixtieth birthday, which he's just like, I don't wanna do anything. So Just
1: take him to one of those uh those destruction rooms and have him smash everything.
0: He would he would put it out of business. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, Wait, wait, don't
1: don't kick holes in the walls and he's just knocking the room down. No,
0: I so there was a couple I think it was like for my maybe my thirtieth birthday. Um we all went to go kart city and my dad had been banned from go-kart city from running somebody over when he was a kid. And uh and so he came out to the birthday party, and my favorite part was he came dressed as Dale Earnhardt for my birthday, which is like a great it's one of my favorite things. He came to go kart city dressed as Dale Earnhardt, um to race, and I was like, Well, that's how you got in. You were in disguise. He's like, Yeah, I know the guy. And he's like, the guy's not here anymore. I'm pretty sure I ran him over. So. I'm sure he's dead. Or he's he dead. He died yeah. of those injuries. Yeah. It was one, you know, like when, you know, when they wave everybody <laughs> into the pit and they're like, okay, your lap's over the guy yeah. was standing and he, and my dad turned and actually just like turned into the guy, um, sent him flying over him.
1: I love your parents. They're, they're so fucking great. great. <laughs> you, know, you have <laughs> great parents.
0: Girls. Yeah. They're the greatest.
1: But speaking of wanton violence hi everybody welcome to I don't want to hear it I'm Mikey and I'm Shane and we're back with another one and one or five it's been a while but this is a spooky one
0: in one <laughs> so scary um so just for because I keep I keep pretty decent records on this this is the 81st one and one and five we're on episode what 194 as this it, is as episode total? 194 total this is the 81st one and one or five dude we're so
1: close to 200 remember when we broke a hundred?
0: yeah that was wild that was a good time yeah so technically Crazy. you all gotten f- from us you've gotten 405 recommendations Yeah, and i guarantee nobody's taken any of them yeah yeah yeah. i mean no the people have taken some i think people have taken some probably none of mine mm, probably none of yours because well, yours are like you should go to this local restaurant or oh uh, yeah something helpful. or i Fuck like you. socks like that's like that's like you should get these socks. They're elastic.
1: I've never recommended socks, but I do like socks. I'm wearing socks right now.
0: I I well, I am too.
1: Oh really? You
0: actually put socks on? Are you wearing shoes in your house? Are you listen? Hold on a second. Do you think I don't wear socks? I've been wearing socks for fucking years. No, you you for so many years you did not wear socks. No, you just walked I walked around but I with your do.
1: dogs suffocating in those those canvas Chuck tailors.
0: So I am I am wearing socks and I'm wearing shoes right now. See,
1: that's what I don't understand. I take the shoes off as soon as I come in.
0: See, okay, but the the thing is, is like you go away to work, I stay here and work, so I have to put shoes on to feel productive. <laughs> you don't. That's,
1: that is that's that's you. That's a sickness. There's something. I've wrong created with you. a
0: relational frame. It's it's a whole thing. It's so a, it's a it's fun. a conditioned response. So what is it? What ends <laughs> happening is if I don't put my shoes on and go to work in my office, then I feel like I can't be productive because I don't feel professional because I'm mm. not wearing shoes. Are you wearing sneakers? I'm wearing no. I'm wearing my Converse.
1: Yeah, exactly. Sneakers. They're the original sneaker. I rest my case.
0: Okay, all right. So what? So what? I'm wearing shoes. Who cares? So what? Who cares? So what? Who cares? Well,
1: uh, I guess before we get to our list, would you like to accompany me to a forgotten freshness?
0: Whoop whoop! You're my fave. <laughs> me and Bubba, my little brother, we listen to you every night. <laughs> Music is my life. <laughs> So uh, my band is not really a band at all. Um, mm. It is a solo musician named Ben Sharp, and uh, he plays in a, what's called a, 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 we'll call it an instrumental band. That's kind of what it is. It's a band called Cloud Kicker, which is, a, <laughs> I think, a great name for a band, uh, given the backstory. So. Sounds like a transformer. Uh, I, I mean, it could be. I don't know. So mm-hmm. uh, Ben Sharp is a commercial airline pilot. So he does not have time to tour or to play music out, and he also doesn't have a band because he plays everything. He plays guitar, bass, drums, and does vocals when there are vocals. But for the most part, it is a, uh, a, a kind of an endeavor that is just an independent endeavor. So, what's interesting about this band um, is that he, when he does play, if he does play live, he gets backed. He's so good, and the band and the instruments are so good that he gets backed by Intronauts. Mm. Intronaut is his backing band, and also I thought he said he um, didn't play live. So when he does, it's with Intronaut, okay, or the band Tesseract.
1: I don't know either of them. Okay,
0: Intronaut rules. So um, they are a so so Cloudkicker is really just a very loud, um, instrumental band, really pretty parts, but like some really cool riffs and some really cool just it just they're really. They're really Interesting sounding. Um, mm. Since 2005, they've put out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve full-length albums. Prolific. Yes, and then one, two, three, four, five, six EPs on top of that. Um, so got a lot of time on his hands. He's got well, he's a fucking pilot, so he's probably in hotels, just being like, okay, I'm gonna write this riff. Yeah, dude. So got,
1: dude's got works like two weeks a month. That's what I hear about
0: pilots. They don't they don't even work like a lot. No, well but they're really. all over the place. It seems pretty I, it seems like a pretty nerve wracking job. Yeah, I feel real sorry for them. You feel real so listen, would you wanna would you you're too neurotic to fly a plane. You could yeah, never fly I, a plane.
1: I know. I thank you for reminding me. Will <laughs> so, you will you continue without lambasting me?
0: Alright, so they so so he's put out a few albums. Uh Let Yourself Be Huge is a really good one to go check out. Um which is great. Just like it's like Let Yourself Go, get fat. Um that's I think what the sub the sub uh text says that is. Um they did put out a live album uh with Intronaut, so it is live with Intronaut. Um mm-hmm. uh there is an album called Womb, there's an album called Unending, and then during COVID, they put out an album called Solitude, which is really really fucking good um mm-hmm. and so i recommend going and listen to all of it um the big thing with him is that he uh does not pursue cloud kicker full-time so it's basically just pay what you want for the albums it's all just you can download it all for free if you want to um or pay what you want it's very like independent like on its own so i think that's kind of cool
1: i i feel like you've told me about this band before this sounds familiar
0: they have been on uh on a one on one or five, but they're on a forgotten freshness because I forgot the other day about this band and they came up and I was like, Oh shit, this is good. I like Did this. Did
1: you look up in the sky and you went, Oh oh is yeah. It, oh yeah.
0: That band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I then thought I thought was like gonna, I thought you were supposed to pick spooky bands. They're kinda spooky. <laughs> when you listen to the, sol- the album Solitude is kinda spooky. Kinda spooky. Yeah, uh, go listen to the song Code Language, and it's uh, got a spooky, weird little thing where it's got, like, a, there's, like, a breakdown, but it's done mm. with, a tre- like, a tremolo pedal, and it's, it's, like, unsettling. Like, it almost gave me motion sickness listening to it.
1: Mm. And this guy flies planes.
0: This guy flies planes. Because
1: mm. he doesn't yeah, like touring. Plane.
0: I'm not getting on his plane. I'm not getting on I've, his plane. I wonder if I've been on his plane.
1: You, uh, you of the two of us, you would probably have the most chance to I have, have a greater chance. Plane. Yeah, you do. Where are you going next week?
0: Uh, I'm going to Phoenix, Arizona. We can't ever go back to Arizona. You don't know that that reference. You don't know that reference. Is that, is that raising Arizona? Does
1: this bus go to all pit shops?
0: I don't. He's taking the knives. What
1: are you saying right now? Frisky dingo, man. You're just, you're just outside of the best, one of the best things ever. So never watched it. (sighs) All right. So, uh, can
0: I go now? Yeah. Give whatever. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
1: well, I tried to keep it in the spirit of the season and I picked a scary band. Oh, And cool. this is actually a band that I had planned on, on talking about because I do listen to them on a semi-frequent basis. Um, And it is a band that has one of our patrons in it. Ooh. You want to guess? Uh, I would guess Beast Plague. And you would be correct. Yes! So I picked Beast Plague because...
0: It's not that I fucking name for a band.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, it, it was prior to bloodborne, which, which if you look at it now, you'd say like, Oh, maybe beast plague, the the plague of beasts. That's where they got it from. They didn't, but that would have been cool. But at any rate, um, beast plague is a grind death metal band from Broward County, Florida. I forgot about them because it's been a long time since I've seen those guys. But then we saw Sam Kuby at the show, Sam Kuby plays guitar and sings in it, I believe. Or he plays guitar and Jared. Remember Jared? Yeah, I do remember Jared. Yeah, Jared plays bass and sings, or maybe they both sing. I can't remember. I never got to see them live. And then Eric, you remember Eric, Big Eric? He looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I do remember
0: Eric. He was so scary. He was so big,
1: but he was super nice. He's he's so nice. He's a fucking fantastic drummer. He plays drums. Um, and I believe I got the lineup right. That's what I remember it being. But here's the thing. Sam Kuby, I believe, mentioned that they might be doing some new stuff. He's got a new band and stuff. So I think Beast Plague is something he's going to pursue again. I'm hoping. Maybe I heard him wrong. He said it at the Integrity Show, I think. Sorry, Sam, if I fucked it up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's fine.
1: But anyway, they haven't released anything since 2014. I remember when they came out, um, you know, we were all pretty into it. And you know how we've talked about death metal played by hardcore kids? Yes. This doesn't sound like that. This just sounds like grind Death grind this is
0: as as it should
1: yeah it, it's in and so they did uh they did their 2012 uh ep manifestation which every song title is a prepositional phrase <laughs> lapse <laughs> of sanity crown of scorn born of sin so on and so forth labyrinth of torture is probably my favorite one yeah that's um, good <laughs> grafted skin hooks in flesh eyes sewn shut vertebrae exposed sadomasochist <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm assuming they're. Uh, that was which one was that? That was Labyrinth of Torture. Yeah, I'm assuming they were watching Hellraiser. Yeah, um, yeah. In 2013, they did their split with Shovelhead, which Shovelhead was a band that we were also friends with because it had Dylan Downey in it, and we, of course, were both in Axis at different times, and also so was Dylan, and we hung out with the Downey brothers.
0: A yeah, lot. we were. Yeah, we were in Axis. We were in the same band at different times. We were never in Axis at the same time. Well, I was in Axis with 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 Dylan, which was fun, but you weren't because yeah, I was I not.
1: Know, you were you were pursuing a doctorate because I quit because uh, I quit taken. the band. You were pursuing a doctorate that was taken from you.
0: So yeah yeah yeah. So now I don't even have it. So great. I'm glad I stayed. I've I jumped out of Axis.
1: <laughs> so, um, they did this split with Shovelhead, who Shovelhead was a bit more like on the entombed tip Swedish death metal. I remember them talking about like emulating the tone with the HM2. I think you know the the pedal, and yeah. they're they were a great fucking band too. Raph uh, from from Axis, the the, sec- the third singer after josh uh and after m he uh Raph is the third singer and he was sang for it and they were great and then they, they did two songs with that and then they did the self-titled beast plague in 2014 that was the last thing and i i always thought they were good i i didn't have as much of a frame of reference with death metal as i do now uh-huh. but i knew i mean like i knew obituary and i knew like you know some i do some of the staples but I was always into the more melodic stuff. But I really liked what they did. It was fun. It was kind of tongue-in-cheek. They had, like, 30-second songs, minute-long songs, 45-second lo- yeah. songs. And I'm stoked if they're going to do something new. And I would love to see them because I never got to fucking see them. And I've seen a lot of Sam Cooby's bands and a lot of Jared's bands. you mean you never got to see
0: them? They played, our, they played our video recording show. No, Beast Plague didn't. Shovelhead. Yes, they did. No, did Beast they? Plague did. I have seen well, – how have I seen Beast Plague and you have not?
1: I don't know. Are they on the flyer? I'm going to go look hey, at the flyer right now.
0: Go look at the flyer right now. Oh, wait. It fell off the wall and the glass broke. Okay, I'll go look at the flyer right now. Hold on. You go, you go look at the flyer right now.
1: You go right now.
0: I went and looked at the flyer. And? You're right. Shovelhead did play. <laughs> I told and you. And so did Beast Plague. <laughs> Both of them played. Boom. Oh. Boom. And also Ash Ketchum played. Oh, yeah well it's been a long fucking time so, yeah, exactly. I, I, so we no seen no disrespect
1: intended shut the fuck up um so yeah i must have seen them and i'm sure they were great because all the bands they did were, were a lot of fun and they were great so um yeah beast plague's great they're on spotify i was surprised by that check them out if you like death metal if you like grindcore really well done it's not death metal by hardcore kids it's just death metal so it's just death
0: metal and it rules
1: yeah, and I always love that they use, I believe it's the beginning of Manifestation, they use that sound clip from Breaking Bad where Walter's looking for the money and he's in the crawl space. Yeah. And he's screaming and then he starts laughing and then the feedback comes in. It's really great.
0: It's really great. Uh, since Sam Kuby is a patron and does listen, um, I know that uh, that he has also watched Hellraiser, the new Hellraiser, which we're oh. watching. Uh, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he enjoyed it.
1: mm. Well, we'll talk about it on the patreon episode because I can't say that I'm loving it don't hate it, not loving it yet so but I'm only okay. halfway through
0: all right <laughs> can we can we go on to the list now?
1: but yeah uh, before I forget, you know what we need to do we need to make what? sure we send the new stickers to all our patrons.
0: yes, we're gonna send the new stickers and the new zine.
1: yeah, we gotta send them all that stuff
0: yeah, absolutely we okay okay, can we go now can I yeah, let's go do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? What do we go? kid don't you like clowns why don't we make you laugh aren't we fucking funny my number 5 is a movie that just came out um, and it's got a little bit of a nostalgia feel and you're going to make fun of me for it, but I don't even care because I like spooky season and I like all the things that come along with it, including the campy stuff. And so <laughs> my number 5 is Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> what do you like
1: a fucking 45-year-old wine wench? Get yeah, out of here.
0: Yeah, so let me
1: Did you like Did you like Hocus Pocus? I've seen Hocus Pocus like one time like years ago. What did you just not have any joy in your life growing up? I told you the first movies I remember seeing are The Godfather and Dirty Harry. So why would I be watching so you don't have Disney joy. bullshit?
0: So anyway, if you're not familiar with Hocus Pocus, the story is that these three witches, the Sanderson sisters, are brought back to life through a magical spell through the black flame candle. Mm, okay. So, uh Yeah badass um because integrity references it that's so him of the black Fl- the children of the black flame <laughs> is a hocus, hocus pocus hocus. reference uh-huh. <laughs> so it's just
1: sitting there with some chardonnay like i love this movie i fucking love bet midler bet midler's the best she's the wind beneath my wings
0: <laughs> so anyway hocus pocus 2 takes place in real time many many years after the Hocus Pocus one movie took place where the Sanderson sisters did not make it. Um, and they brought back, uh, just about all of the, the main like villain characters. So just to give you an idea of the cast of this movie, you've got, um, Bette Midler is playing, it plays Winifred Sanderson. You've got Sarah Jessica Parker plays Sarah Sanderson, and you've got Kathy Najimy who plays Mary Sanderson, but Kathy Najimy is great. She was great in Veep. She's great. She's great. Yeah. She was great in this too. Um, so Veronica's closet, which I used to watch. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so there's a bunch of there's a bunch of new people in it. Like, so the main kids from the first one didn't make a cameo, but my, one of the best, the the two best, uh, I think, uh, actors in this, besides the kids that played the young Sanderson sisters, are Doug Jones. Oh, great! I love. He plays Billy Butcherson, which is the zombie <laughs> ex boyfriend that gets brought to life and keeps losing his head, and his body doesn't know where his head is, and he has to find his head. Sure. Um, and he's great and he has his mouth sewn shut in the first one and he has to cut cut it open and he calls uh one of the witches uh, a wench, uh and calls (laughs) it like it's like you bitch and like he's like very like that um and then tony hale is the mayor Uh, i love tony hale so tony hale plays two characters he plays the mayor but he also plays the uh the the puritan who helped banish the sister's in the it, when when they were coming up in Salem so like it's it takes place in Salem it's mm-hmm. very Halloweeny it's very silly the witches come back and they have to deal with modern technology like uh doors like uh, automatic doors and stuff like that and they like freak out and it's it's very funny and they do a really good job in it and it's just a feel-good fun movie like you don't have to think too much about it you can just sit and enjoy it and I think that's what I like about it I mean I didn't
1: hate Hocus Pocus. I mean, I was, of course, playing up the fact that I don't like anything, but Hocus, yeah, Pocus, yeah.
0: Hocus Pocus made me laugh. I mean, you know, this makes fun. me I laugh, too. I mean, ah, they, they, yeah, I mean, the 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 fact that they thought like in the first Hocus Pocus, they thought a guy dressed as the devil was the actual devil mm. was was great. And so, like, I mean, it's just like little things like that. They do a bunch of good callbacks like, you know, in the first one, uh, uh, um, Captain and Jimmy flies on a vacuum cleaner because she loses her broom. <laughs> So this one she doesn't get a broom, she gets two Roombas and she has to use them like skates to fly. <laughs> That's and great. it's very That's it's very silly, but That's it's very, very funny. funny. It's very funny. So like the the, the 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 thing where they keep getting like tricked into like like the kids keep tricking them into dying, like they think that like the water is like acid water and they're like ah and they're very dramatic and they're like, Wait, it's just water, you fucking idiots like yeah. it's it's really funny. Like it's just it's a very silly thing.
1: You know what other ensemble female cast witch movie I really like?
0: Uh Witches. The Witches of Eastwick. The Witches of Eastwick. Isn't that one that, is isn't that the one with like the crazy makeup? Uh I don't know. No, that's just Witches.
1: No, yeah, yeah. Shares and Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. I don't like Um it. and I like uh Steel Magnolias, but they weren't they weren't witches.
0: Uh, what's, 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 then what's that? What, why, why, why? I mean, it's, it's just a really, this? it's
1: a really sad, uh, it's a really sad movie, but I like it. Okay. Dolly Parton's in it. Julia. Okay. Roberts. Like their husbands die and some shit. I forget, but it was sad.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Oh, well, God. that's it. So that's my, that's my number five is Hocus Pocus two. Go watch it. Okay. My
1: number five is, now, you know, I got Spotify. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going a little nuts so my number five is the fact that I made four Halloween playlists and after (laughs) after this after this entry I would like you to post them on the Patreon
0: okay you want me to post all four of them
1: Uh, well I mean freaking months halfway over man They're only going to make sense for this spooky season. So I'm just going to run through them real quick. And I hope you guys like them because I did spend some time on them while I was editing the last episode, which I lost part of. And then I had to get it back. And I almost smashed my desk in half. Oh, that's So um, the first one is the mayor of Halloween Town. So that one is all the best Davey Havoc from AFI's guest (laughs) spots. Oh, cool. On this one you will find of course Jekyll and Hyde from the Nerve Agents, you will find uh let's see True Romance Tiger Army, uh Quick Death from the Transplants, Halloween in Heaven by Typo Negative, great fucking song. And I also threw on a couple of just great AFI songs and Son of Sam songs. I didn't put a lot, I just sprinkled them in there for fun. Uh so I'm pretty I'm, I was pretty happy about that one. And I'm I did arrange excited. them I did arrange them in a specific order, so
0: I, I, that's awesome i am so excited to see afi in december i'm taking my mom to a concert
1: oh hey guess what guess what, what? i got tickets too
0: are you gonna see afi in december
1: <laughs> no 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 oh did you get blink 182 tickets lou surprised me blink 182 tickets really <laughs> yeah apparently she got a deal so thank you lou again i will thank you on the podcast that's awesome i couldn't wear <laughs> your generous afford, gift. i
0: couldn't afford the tickets so i was like freaking out
1: i'm stoked and so is she so that's awesome that'll that. be fun yeah uh the next one is pumpkin spice faces in the night <laughs> these are misfits covers from some pretty great bands and a couple of them so i got i got integrity's version of hybrid moments on there i got cradle yeah. of Filth's version of death comes ripping which is so fucking awesome um i put earth crisis earth ad on there that's one of their only songs that i like because i hate that band um Attitude, Guns and Roses. Uh, I threw on Brothers Keepers' version of Twist of Cain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Uh, I sprinkled some more on here. You know, th- uh, Throwdown did a fucking awesome cover of London Dungeon. Oh, really? Yeah, She by Snapcase, uh, Wolf's Blood by Pig Destroyer, and I put the acoustic version of Hybrid Moments from the Bouncing Souls. So Integrity opens it, Bouncing Souls close it
0: with the same songs. How about that? That's did you put uh, local H's cover of Skulls on there? Or, uh, oh, I didn't
1: know that was I didn't know that was one. Uh, I, I think
0: it. they do they do a version and they do like an acoustic version, but I think the Lemonheads does an acoustic version too. Well, you know what I I remembered
1: as I was going through here. Look, I know we've talked a lot of shit about Metallica, and uh, you know we we always say the same thing: Master Puppets ride the lightning. Yeah, 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 yeah. great, 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 cool, but cool, cool. I remember when Garage Garage Days came out when they re released it. Garage, uh huh? The Misfits covers on there are fucking flawless. They do "Die Die My Darling," which I put on there, and then they do like a medley of la- not a medley, but they jam them on one track: "Last Caress" and "Green Hell." Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna—I'll be honest. I think James Hetfield has a better voice than Danzig. <laughs> uh, <just gonna> <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Those are pretty good. <laughs> so then i got level four outbreak which is a nerve agents playlist which is a band that i love which is definitely on the more spooky side uh they're very raucous they're not very they're not very gothic or grim but they're kind of a punk hardcore band they only put out two lps and one ep and a split with kill your idols and that's it they were gone and i've always been sad because i've always loved them i know amelia loves the nerve agents the only song that they didn't have on here on Spotify was Planet Frankenstein, which is one of my favorite nerve agent songs. So that pissed me off. And I also threw the singers. I threw the singer does a guest spot on a transplant song. Romper Stomper Eric yeah. goes in. He does the guest spot. I put that on there and I put some other little fun things on. And then finally, the last one is Misfits for Adults. So <laughs> nice that I put some serious spooky punk bands on there like Crusades Uh, The Lillingtons, like one satanic album and the creeps and a couple of others. And it's just fun. I don't know if I don't know if we've talked about Crusades on here, but Kareem got into Crusades and they're a fantastic melodic punk band that is like very dark and also like hates God.
0: Yeah, no, they're pretty rad. They're they're a good band.
1: Yeah. So those are my playlists. They're pretty short. They're all under an hour, I believe. So uh, please post them and everybody check them out because I had fun making them. That's my number five.
0: Yeah, by the time this episode comes out, they will be posted. Um, speaking of posting, I also posted a Play It Loud, and it is uh, The Cramps. I did The Cramps this this month. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'll also be doing Black Sabbath Paranoid uh, as another song. But The Cramps song I did was Bikini Girls and Machi- with Machine Guns. Bikini Girls <laughs> with Machine Guns. Uh, <laughs> man, Lux Interior was such a wild front man. Like, so I played Human Fly for Ethan the other day, and he's like, this is weird. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> It is, because he's just going. Then what does he say? Ninety six tears from ninety six eyes. Yeah, I love that song, man. Dude, they're so fucking. They're such a cool band. They're a cool band, but nobody. I just anyway. The Cramps are a cool band. We're a cool
1: band, aren't they? All dead.
0: Yeah, there uh no Lux Interior. So it's actually really sad. Lux Interior died, and then Poison Ivy Rorschach just stopped playing music and just went into isolation. She doesn't talk to anybody or do anything. No public appearances, nothing. She just like went into a, you know, like a, a soul hole. That's sad.
1: Yeah, it would put her out of her misery. Because let's face it, Sydney, your mother was no Sharon Stone. Hmm?
0: So my number four is a comic book that I have had the pleasure of returning to because they're doing a follow-up series. And so you and I enjoyed this comic book, and I don't know if you know that they did a kind of sequel to it. And so uh, I know I've talked about this on the show. We talked about the comic book Nailbiter. Yeah,
1: yeah, I never finished it, but
0: um, I, I remember liking it. Okay, well you should finish it and also you should pick up the sequel series called Nailbiter Returns. Is this like and when Dexter p- came back? Uh no, it's better. So uh so this is uh so th- so so this is volume it's Nailbiter volume Nail 7, Nailbiter volume 7. Nailbiter volume 7. So Nailbiter Volume Seven. So it is a continuation of the original story, but the the new trade paper is called Nailbiter Returns. And so um, the story goes:
1: mm-hmm. at the
0: end of Nailbiter, uh, not to spoil, yeah, spoil it too it for much. Me. No, yeah, I'm spo- not gonna spoil it. You can, it too you can much. spoil it for me. You spoil. So basically, spoil. I, I, I'm gonna honestly, spoil the movie for you later. Of course you will. Uh, so basically at the end of Nailbiter, um, the story is this town, Buckaroo just like produces uh, all these serial killers. And they're like sure. these really prolific themed serial killers. Nailbiter is the one that is kind of a weird thing. And you find out that it's like this weird cult of serial killer killers and like kind of there's like there's all this stuff. I can't You're talk about You're it. You're falling apart. I'm falling apart. So anyway, at the end of it, um, the assumption is that Nailbiter is dead. Mm-hmm. and that, the, that that Buckaroo is, is freed of the curse of these serial killers, yada, yada, yada. Sure. Well, uh, Nailbiter Returns starts with, a, with these copycat serial killers that are showing up in Buckaroo that are mimicking some of the previous serial killers and they are dressed like them and they are committing these horrible murders and you find out that the cult is back um, mm-hmm. and that they have to enlist Nailbiter, who is still alive, um, to help solve... This kind of problem that's going on. Nailbiter was actually kept in the basement of a, an FBI detective, um, so that he couldn't get out and kill anybody. Is he the so, main? Was
1: he the main guy that was like tracking him down?
0: Yes. So the main yeah. guy, the main guy keeps him alive, kidnaps him, and locks him in a basement underground, um, and feeds him, uh, feeds him just randomly. Like it's like a wild situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I'm reading the the new Nailbiter series and i'm actually really enjoying it so uh so you can get uh volume seven and volume eight of the trade papers those are out um and uh it's a fun interesting serial killer story that also is pretty violent for a, a story being um uh you know a comic book i
1: liked it i remember i was reading it it was when i had subscriptions i actually yeah. had i had subscriptions over at cloak and dagger that's when we met that's when we met our friend alwell yeah Hello. Hello. He was, I, hello. I forgot to order your comics for you this week. I'm sorry. I just have so many things to do. And then he would just like, you know, play magic and I hated him. But yeah. uh, I, I guess the reason I never finished it was because he, he stopped fucking buying my comics. So yeah. I would go to get my pulls, and it would be like, they're not there. And I was like, well, you know, I'm uh, I feel like I uh, I feel like an asshole coming in here and asking you for something and you don't have it. So right. As what a am customer. I doing? Yeah. So, so so I grabbed
0: uh, I grabbed the the I have all the trades up through 8. So if you want to finish them I've got them you can borrow them. Okay. Well maybe I'll do that. Maybe. I've been in a kind of a reading
1: hole lately where I've been lazy and that that has been happening to me and it makes me so sad but then I'm lazy. So it, it,
0: I it happens to me too.
1: Well, I mean, I I I am just I'm just forcing myself to shove the rest of uh Heretics of Dune in my face and uh I am reading the S. Craig Zoller book, which is appropriately scary, which makes yeah. sense for October.
0: Well, last night I was reading Blood Meridian and a man smashed two babies together, so I'm kind oh, of yeah. uh, I'm very I'm very like I, I don't need to return to that for a little bit.
1: <gasps> oh, yeah, that's uh man, that's a man. <laughs>
0: man exactly it was so upsetting i was so i was reading it and i was like kind of falling asleep on the couch last night and then i Mm -hmm. read uh he grabbed two babies by the ankles and smashed them together don't like that
1: have you got to where the this isn't a spoiler but the judge talks about nothing exists on this earth without my permission yes yeah, and <laughs> he just nothing exists on this earth without my permission. Isn't that the the most like the whitest thing you've ever
0: heard? That is uh I am pretty sure my dad has that philosophy. But it's it's like isn't that like manifest destiny? Uh kind yeah, of. yeah 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 kind of. I it's mean, like, it's a bastardized version of it. This is this mine. This is mine.
1: This is going to be mine. I don't care where it's from or what it is or what it means. It's mine. Yeah. And uh he's just such a he's such an absolute that he, you know, you can't help but be fascinated by his character yeah horrifying he's scary speaking of scary for my number four it's a record and i have talked about this band briefly before and i did review this record in the new zine i called it a greeting card from the devil (laughs) (laughs) the band is called simulacra and Mm -hmm. the record is called the infection spreads yes i fucking love this band and i know that i dog hardcore a lot and i talk about how much i hate it this is this is this is almost not hardcore. It's just metal, and I and this is the type of shit that does still charge me up. Where it's like, you know, bands that take influence from more metal than hardcore, but they're still kind of hardcore. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, we were talking about a couple when we talked about domain recently, like Archangel, Kickback, Sentence. Those bands still make me want to eat a brick. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I like those bands better than like the Chromex. I like those bands better than like a lot of bands you know what I mean and this has that same type of ferocity of like uh oh shit I don't know born from pain maybe early born from pain but not as moshy much more filthy sounding much Uh more horrifying sounding and much more confrontational sure so this record came out this year it's gonna definitely be on my list of records of the year and it's just 10 songs. It's pretty short. It it doesn't take long to get through. I'm I'm sitting there listening to it and by the, and then I get to track 10 follow the flies and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's over." Yeah, yeah. They have a three-song demo, a three-song EP, uh, but this is definitely the band at their best. I can't wait to hear more. If they go more metal, I'll be even more psyched. But I would say sound wise you could compare it to the bands I talked about. I would say Archangel is a good place to start. It's not as noodly. It's much more burly, but it's not thuggy at all. It just the singer sounds like he breathes fire and just loves it. So here's the name of some of the rec of some of these songs. You got terror tactics, you got mankind is a disease, uh eliminate, and fury. So that mm. works. Um, I will leave you this came I'm sorry this came out on on days which is a record label DAZE is based mm-hmm. in Connecticut um, they have a lot of thuggier bands on their roster but Simulacra is just they stand alone I've seen live footage of them and they look very serious as in like we're just gonna like do this and fuck off
0: yeah yeah yeah. I, I hear the great live it's it's
1: just it's too ferocious I love it here are lyrics and they, and they sound like cannibal corpse lyrics from the final track, follow the flies S skull full of pus food for the worms maggots thrive in my head charred from the sun. Now just a piece of meat in a shallow grave. So you can tell, you can tell what level they're on. The riffs are, are de- deceptively simple sounding. The, the tone is like, it sounds like that entombed guitar tone that just buzzsaw craziness. The vocals are, are so loud and powerful. Yeah. I just I really love this band. They're definitely one of my favorite newer hardcore bands and I can't wait to hear more and I would love to see them live, but I think they're playing FYA and we totally missed buying tickets for that. It's sold out.
0: Uh I think they're playing somewhere here around here soon though. Uh well, then we should go because
1: I would like to see them and I'd like to see them much more than I wanted to see section 8.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would be that would be rad. Um I'm almost positive they're playing um, somewhere here soon I want to say they're not playing with the super villains
1: <laughs> no they're not playing with the super villains with a slightly stupid cover band
0: yeah they're uh, and they're not playing with Russian circles
1: no I should say
0: not no I would imagine, not. I would imagine um, not who were they playing with I swear I I saw them on a thing and I was kind of like whoa I'm pretty sure um, they're on FYA fest it wasn't. A, it wasn't a fest. It was like a low. It was like a local show.
1: Well, they are on tour right now, but I think the only time they're coming to Florida is Fya. Uh,
0: I don't think that's true. They already played here. <laughs> Where did they play? They played at Will's Pub um, five days ago. Seven oh, days ago. Last that, Last Wednesday. That sucks. They, they played with They played with Vomit Fourth. I bet that would have been a good show. It was Vomit Fourth, Simulacra, and Snuffed on stuff. Well, that sucks. Um, the next, the, the, I mean, they are playing, what's say, Oh, they're done on the tour. Okay, the, they were playing <laughs> in Philly um, at Kung, Kung, Kung Fu Necktie. Um, I was going to say, I just saw that they were playing here. So, anyway, we missed it. Oh, well, next time. I met this six year old child with this blank, pale,
1: emotionless face and the blackest
0: eyes. The devil's eyes. Well, my number three is my record for the list. And it is from a, (laughs) uh, I feel like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to set the stage. It's Mm -hmm. 10,000 years in the future. Um, all of our current civilization has been wiped out. Sure. An archaeologist somewhere, some alien species, finds this record and goes, this was a violent species, and it's good they're wiped out because everything they do is confrontational. Sure. That would be Ken Mode. So my number three (laughs) is Ken Mode, uh, and their new album, Null, which is a fucking scary album. Null.
1: Is this the one with the
0: crazy cover on it? Yeah, it's the one with the guy with his eyes sewn shut. Yeah. Or melted, or melted shut. um, And uh, it is like, he's in like a, it's, it's just basically like a creepy smiling old man face. His eyes don't have eyeballs and his eyelids are basically either not there or they are melted shut or they are sewn shut. And it's in a red light, like a really dark red light. So mm. with a black background. So all you can see is this guy's red lit face, like very much so like the Batman trailer. Hmm. It's I that. feel like
1: the last time we talked about this that I mentioned the guy that you see at 711 had no eyes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Scary okay, don't never like mind. It. I won't I won't say it again. Never mind.
0: Yeah. Scary don't like it. No. Now, this band was known like they they have like some kind of like tongue and cheek lyrics um but this album just feels like like this is okay. We talked about Stalar. And how sure. they consider themselves as, like, noise terrorism. And I feel like when people say stuff like that, they don't live that life. They talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. And mm-hmm. I feel like Ken Mode is, like, they are living noise terrorism and they just don't say it. They're, like, they know they do it. And it is, this album is fucking horrifying. Now, you know, songs like Throw Your Phone in the River, not that scary. <laughs> uh, songs like... Some people but it's scary. They, but They Respect My Tactics. Not, not that scary. But sure. there is a song on here called "The Desperate Search for an Enemy," which would suggest <laughs> that they they are they are trying to just just destroy the the planet. Mm. So they were a three piece. They are now a four piece. This album is going on my records of the year so far, and it's it's in my top five for the year because it is so bonkers and just so loud. Mm-hmm. Um, they added a keyboardist that, that like in Pig Destroyer kind of did the same thing. So before you scoff at this. Uh, Pay Destroyer added like a uh, Like a person that's in charge of like Noise scapes and, and stuff like that To make sure. them more horrifying mm. Kenmo did the same thing They added like a, a multi-instrumentalist Who just like wants to make things scarier And she absolutely does and it's great um, But I would like to kind of share A sampling from the first song On this album called A Love Letter uh, it starts, the first lyric on the album is, I don't feel bad for insufferable people. Not everyone is an angel. I'm a student of predators. It was a mistake to ask me for help. And he says that over, he says, it was a mistake to ask me for help over and over and over again in a very confrontational way. So this what is would like
1: you... music from a serial
0: killer. Uh, yeah, it sounds like okay. it. Uh, what would you know about strength? What would you know about greatness? The longer I talk or talk to you, the weaker you sound. This is not about you. It was a mistake to ask me for help. Uh, later he goes on to say, um, this untasteful place, something is broken. Something is fucked. Scary. Mad, So mad. I mean, it is, it is violently mad. Um, and, uh, it's, it's made up of the band is made up of two brothers. You've got Jesse and Shane Matthewson.
1: Oh, that's funny!
0: Yeah, that was pretty great. great. Um, and and, um, and they've had they've had multiple bassists. One of them being Andrew Lacour, which is strange because you were in a band with Andrew Lacour. Because I was in a band with Andrew 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 Lacour Andrew Lacour. Um, Did you you ever wonder if you were a doppelganger, uh, you yourself? No these 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 guys are much more handsome. Oh, okay, much more handsome. Maybe they're like. The better looking, more talented versions. Well, maybe you're like the okay. I'm like the I'm like the like so on on the Simpsons, Bart had a, a twin. He had a conjoined twin that they cut off and they kept him, and his name was Hugo. And they fed him fish heads. Is that the, is that what you're thinking? I'm the, I'm Hugo. I was I'm kind Hugo of Hugo to their Bart.
1: I I thought I might it might be you might be offended if I said you were the
0: conjoined twin. Okay, well that's fine. That's what it was. I'm I'm the basket case. I'm the you're what's the his best. name? What's he his best. name? I forgot. <laughs>
1: <You're>
0: uh <laughs> I think it's like it's like something like B it's not Bezelbub. So you're saying I'm the Belial is what you're saying.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying.
0: All right, great. Okay, so anyway, you can go order the album. It's fun. It's 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 a really killer album. It's really, really good. Uh, it, It's like a really incredible production. Like, even if you don't like this kind of stuff, you should listen to it just for the production because you can hear every single instrument and every single note they play, and it is so crisp and clear and just produced really well. It sounds really good as an album, so. Okay. So scary.
1: So scary.
0: Well,
1: for my number three... I am very excited because Lou and I are going to do something fun on Friday that I have always wanted to do. We are going to a showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show with Shadowcast at the Athens Theater in Deland, Florida.
0: I don't know what Shadowcast means.
1: Well, I don't really know what it means either, but I think what it means is there are people in front of the movie or down like below the movie who act out things. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I would like to see live people acting it out if I can't see an actual showing of it, like an actual, you know, go to the actual thing. But I've always wanted to go because I've heard it's a lot of fun. So, for anyone who doesn't know, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, one of my favorite movies. It's, it's one of the only musicals that I truly love. I mean, like, yeah, I like Cry Baby, and I like Little Shop of Horrors and whatever, but I, I've i never seen Hamilton. I've never seen Wicked. I do want to see Wicked. But uh, I, I, like, I like the... They're, they're kind of more offbeat. Rocky Horror is the ultimate offbeat musical, and it's kind of yeah. punk rock, and it's kind of fucking great. So... I'm not going to rehash the plot here because the plot doesn't really make sense, but just know that it's it's a very LGBTQ plus positive movie, and it sure. was far ahead of its time. It was doing stuff that people were like, what the fuck? And they were just basically saying, be yourself. Put it out there. Don't dream it. Be it. Be Meatloaf on a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie played eddie it was, that was, that's yeah. great that's a great that's a great scene and a great song now yeah. anyway so here's the thing though i purchased the tickets they were reasonable they're like 20 bucks a piece but for an extra six or seven bucks you can buy yourself a prop bag now here's the thing when you go see rocky horror at certain showings there is audience participation sure okay so, the audience, the prop bag comes with several things in it. Now, I don't know exactly what's in the prop bag until you get there. You get your bag when you show up. But I have a list of what you do with the props at certain times in the movie right here at RockyHorror.com. Uh, uh-huh. slash participation. So, it comes with all these little things in the bag, and at certain points in the movie, you're supposed to utilize them. At the beginning of the film, when Brad and Janet are at Ralph and Betty's wedding, you know, you got to throw rice when they throw rice. Yeah. Uh, and then when they get caught in the storm, you got to put the newspaper over your head it should come in the newspaper. That's okay. when that's when, you know, oh, Um, it starts raining and then you, you should have a water pistol in there and you're supposed to simulate the rainstorm by spraying that around. There's supposed to be a flashlight or some kind of light in the bag, because when the song over at Frankenstein Place comes on and they say there's a light, you're supposed to show your light. Okay. And then you're supposed to do you're supposed to actually put rubber gloves on because when Doctor Frankenfurter comes out and talks about how he's making a man and he snaps his gloves, you're supposed to put the rubber glove on and snap. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and at the end of his speech, the Transylvanians they applaud and you 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 know you swing your noisemaker around, which you're supposed to have. Uh, yeah. There's confetti at the end of the Charles Atlas song. Uh, the uh, Transylvanians throw confetti. During, it's kind of like another wedding scene where Frank and Rocky go towards the bedroom. Yeah. Um, and then there's toilet paper. When Dr. Scott enters the lab, Brad cries out, Great Scott! You're supposed to throw Scott toilet tissue. <laughs> okay. okay. That's yeah. a great scene. It was like, Dr. Scott! Rocky! Um, and then there is toast this is probably not gonna be in the bag but these are all the all the possible props when frank proposes a toast at dinner that's when they reveal eddie who's like cut apart under the table um you're supposed to throw a toast in the air but that's not that's probably not going to happen a right. uh, party hat when they're at the dinner table frank puts on a party hat you put on the same uh during the planet Schmanet janet song which is an underappreciated song in the rocky horror repertoire you ring the bell when frank says did you hear a bell ring and then finally there's two more during the song I'm going home which is a great a great song Frank sings cards for sorrow and he does the little he does the little motion cards for sorrow uh-huh cards for pain you're supposed to throw cards all over the theater <laughs> and then there's one that is it's a little sexual it's a sexual movie it's probably not going to happen it's one of these things that like only like really hardcore people do it Sure. Or allow it. Hot dogs and prunes. <laughs> so <laughs> fans sometimes throw hot dogs and prunes at an appropriate mention in the film, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, I have looked at the Athens Cedars sort of thing where it's just like you can't square people with the water guns, You can't hit people with props. It's like very
0: self-contained. Sure, sure, sure.
1: But I love this movie, and I really want to go and experience it like this. And I'm looking forward to it. I hope Lou enjoys it and doesn't... <laughs> So, like, we we come out, she's got fucking rice all over, and she's like, that was bullshit.
0: Yeah, that was bullshit. I'm going. I'm going home.
1: Uh, I'm going home. That's that's a song from Rocky Horror. Well,
0: so I think last year I told you I was going to watch it. I did not watch it, so maybe I'll watch it this year. (laughs) It's fun. Uh, I
1: used to have a bit when I did comedy... It was just a little quick opener before I got some of the material. And I was like, I was eating a banana in my underwear the other day watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was the gayest thing I've ever done. So, <laughs> nice. It's not, a, it's not a barn burner of a bit, but it started things off like, <laughs> right. okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm excited. I love Rocky Horror. I always have. And uh, probably ever since high school when I, when I first saw it. So I'm checking it out. And if it's cool, I'll report back. And if it sucks and it's a nightmare, I'll also tell you so you'll know okay. if you want to go sometime so
0: there you go okay all right i mean i'll never go to that with you but i'll watch it on my own
1: i'm just gonna fucking whale rice right at your face
0: good yeah yeah i'll uh, i I'll, I'll open my mouth and try to catch all of it like a, like a whale eating plankton that's that's how big my head is is what i'm saying oh i've got rice in my baleen i want these people to know the meaning of horror So, my number two is a movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is this? So, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, okay. So, you know that I am a big uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe geek. And uh, yes. I know, like, we just brought up, like, I brought up Red Hulk, and you're like, what the fuck is that? And it's sure. not an obscure character, but you think it is because you don't read comics. And so I read comics, uh, a lot of these comics, and so um, I am familiar with a lot of these characters. Well, Marvel just recently released a, what they called a special presentation called Werewolf by Night. Mm. And it was so fucking fun. Like, that's the only way I can describe it. It was so fun. So that's my number two is Werewolf by Night. Essentially, if you're not familiar with the character Werewolf by Night, this is important for understanding uh, kind of the the breadth of the Marvel Comics universe. So a lot of people think Marvel is Iron Man and Spider-Man and X-Men and bright colors and all that stuff. But just like DC, there is a group of Marvel characters that, delve into the supernatural and like the spooky and the scary and they there are teams that are dedicated to hunting and killing and fighting these villains for example dracula is straight up a villain in the marvel universe um and uh and often fights blade who is part of this kind of dark supernatural sect of the marvel universe
1: and isn't that where like moon that that uh panel from moon knight
0: it's like so, yeah, was... Dracula. Where's my fucking money? Yeah. <laughs> what does he call him? He's like you. So Moon Knight actually says, "I know you're here, Dracula. You big fucking nerd. Where's my goddamn money?" <laughs>
1: yeah, that's. What so I... actually,
0: so that's actually like that's the meme that's out there. That's actually not what he says in the comics, but like, uh, so there is like a, that was superimposed. Um, but that is one of my favorite things. Is like that seeing that panel around is like that's the Moon Knight that I want to watch. I want to watch that one. So so you've got like all these characters you've got moon knight you've got ghost rider you've got Mm. i mean dr strange is kind of in this realm where it's like weird supernatural strange things uh and werewolf by night is the werewolf character and uh that is uh, a character named jack russell (laughs) (laughs) that's fucking so stupid so stupid so (laughs)
1: labrador retriever yes labrador retriever yes so, uh, like I said werewolf
0: by knife. That's actually kind yeah, of cool. Werewolf by knife is great. Uh, so, essentially, it is the same kind of lycanthropy curse. You know, you've got somebody who is cursed with the werewolf uh, issue. Um, but in, specifically in the Marvel Universe, a lot of the lycanthropy origins come from the Darkhold, which is the Book of Dark Spells, which is managed and governed by you know people like mephisto and who's the devil and uh scarlet witch and all that Mm. anyway jack russell is a monster hunter that is cursed to being a werewolf so that's his whole thing he hunts monsters who are villainous monsters but he himself is a werewolf at some point in time he i want to say he bites captain america and creates cap wolf so Captain America becomes a werewolf there's also a point in time where he is on a supernatural team kind of like the Avengers with Frank Castle after Frank Castle has been killed and cut into pieces and thrown in the sewers and sewn back together as it, it becomes a creature named Franken Castle) <laughs> I like this. This I can get into. <laughs> this is totally like in your in your wheelhouse. This yeah, is so this great. is fun. I like this. So, so Werewolf by Night is the is a new Marvel Cinematic Universe entry where they start introducing some of these more supernatural things. You've already got Moon Knight. We already know Blade uh, is coming. We we have a feeling that um, uh, maybe Ghost Rider is going to be introduced soon. Hopefully, Keanu Reeves is kind of like trying to play that role, which would be great. I'd fucking watch that.
1: You don't want Nick Cage to come back and do it. I
0: would also watch Nick watch Cage do it. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. After watching the unbearable uh, weight of massive <laughs> talent, I would watch Nick Cage in fucking anything right now. Um, yeah. So, so Jack Russell is a monster hunter, and the story of Werewolf by Night, the the, the actual like special presentation, is that. All of these monster hunters are coming together to claim the bloodstone, which is like a a stone that is designed to control supernatural beings. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. The whole thing is filmed in like a sepia tone, black and white. It's like scratchy film. Like it's a very old film. It's filmed like it's like a fifties, like a forties and fifties, like kind of horror film. Mm -hmm. And it's great. Uh, The story is just that everybody gets together. They're a bunch of monster hunters. They have to, Go through these quests and kill each other, so that the person who who lives gets to be the person who controls the Bloodstone. Um, and they introduce Man Thing, which is Marvel Swamp Thing. They mm. introduce Elsa Bloodstone, which is another supernatural being, and she's the one that like ends up controlling the the Bloodstone. And it's really cool. It's really violent. There's one point in time where. Jack Russell becomes the werewolf and starts tearing people apart and splatters blood on the camera. So there's like a fourth wall breaking type of thing too. That's really cool. And it's just a a really fun werewolf monster movie. So that's, and and, and it's filmed like a special presentation. It's very like Grindhouse, like kind of that where it's like, it's like it has, it does all the scrolls and like the old, like now coming to theaters, like one of those things. So it's a a lot of fun horror movie. Yeah, it it reads it plays like that. Oh. And the, and the guy that plays Jack Russell is Gail Garcia Bernal, who is in all kinds of really great things. He was the main character in The Science of Sleep if you remember that from I saw a while that, ago. I saw that movie in a, at a dinner theater many years ago. Yeah. What was
1: what was I
0: doing? Yeah, what were you doing? <laughs> that's a wild that's a what strange thing. So he seriously he's, don't remember. Uh so anyway, he's the guy that plays uh Werewolf by Night. So anyway, that's my number two. And it's really, really great. So you should go see it.
1: I might watch it.
0: Yeah. that might, one probably I probably won't. That, that one I might watch. I think you would, because like the, the beauty of it is like a lot of people kind of go, oh, Marvel, you have to know all the stuff to be able to get into it. This one is straight up by itself. You can watch it by itself and it's just a fun horror movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm so behind. I'm like five years behind on the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're way behind. You're not going to catch up.
1: So fatalistic of you. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know what movie franchise I am not behind on. What's that? The Halloween franchise. Oh, uh, is that your number two? My number two is Halloween Ends. Yes, this I is heard my, this is really good. Well, there's a lot of divisive opinions about it, and I hated it at first. But this is my spoiler review, so I'm going to insert a little sound clip in here.
0: Skip to an hour and nine minutes.
1: I did it. I did a dumb thing.
0: Uh-huh. Did you watch them out of order?
1: Oh, no. I've I've seen all of these movies. Did you watch times. Halloween
0: Ends and then Halloween H2O and then you were confused?
1: Do you think I'd be confused by the Halloween timelines, the multiple timelines? I think not. Okay. What right. I did was, Lou and I talked about going to see it, right? Uh-huh. And we didn't like get a specific day or a specific time. No tickets were bought. I said I'd, w- <laughs> I'd wait to watch it with her and then i watched it on peacock because it was streaming <laughs> oh no so i fucked that up uh <laughs> yeah i was i was a little selfish of me so i admitted here on the podcast i should have i should have waited cool. Cool, cool cool but i did watch it and to be fair i'm a big fan of the franchise so i really did want to see it like once i realized i'm like oh i could just watch it right now oh fuck I really want to watch it, (laughs) but I I, I should have said something. I don't normally do things like that. I should have said something. That's my bad. It's my bad. But I will go into the movie. Now, first, I didn't like it. I watched it in two sittings. That right there should tell you I didn't love it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I hate this fucking shit. Why did they drop the ball? But then I finished it. And I thought about it. And it wasn't because the movie looked bad. It wasn't because it wasn't well made because it was extremely well made. Just like 2018, just like Halloween Kills, it was extremely well made. Michael Myers was fucking scary. His mask is all charred on one side because of the fire he got in in 2018. Yeah. And it just, it looks great. I wasn't psyched at first about the direction it took but now after reflecting on it and reading about it and just thinking about it i was like yeah that's that's a pretty good ending so basically i'm not going to go through the whole beat by beat but for anyone who is completely clueless because there's a million halloween movies rob zombie's got his own timeline john carpenter has his own timeline there's a standalone there's the thorn trilogy there's h2o which connects to the first two there's resurrection which is the sequel to h2o which isn't that great This one ignores these movies, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends, ignore everything but the very first one. So Michael is not Laurie Strode's brother. They are not related. It's just people keep putting them in each other's pathways so that they end up having this final showdown, which could, to be completely honest, it would have been so much more fulfilling if they were related because there'd be a reason for Michael to be there. Right. Right. Neither here nor there, but at the end of 2018, Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, traps him in his inner basement, burns him, and then we find out in Kills, which picks up right after, that he is not die. He comes out, and there's that awesome firefighter massacre, and then he ends up getting away at the end. He kills Laurie Strode's daughter, Karen, and then he escapes. He's gone because uh, the townsfolk try to kill him, but every time you try to kill him, you just make him stronger. So there's like a weird kind of supernatural element to it, but not really. I don't sure. know. So Halloween ends, opens, and there's two things that the movie does first. Kills a kid, which is very upsetting. Basically, what happens is this guy is a babysitter, and it's a year after the massacre and kills in 2018, which takes place same time. Right. And they're just like, you know, Haddonfield's not doing so great, but it's Halloween, and people are going out for Halloween parties, and this rich couple is like, hey, babysitter, kid. We can't get our normal babysitter. And what ends up happening is this kid's kind of a little shit and traps the babysitter, this guy named Corey, in a closet. On the third floor of their giant mansion, and he kicks the door open and knocks the kid over the banister, and the kid falls and breaks his neck, Uh, and it's really horrible. I hate that. It's blurred out in the back, but it's like, oh, whoa. So um, he gets off and becomes a a town pariah, because it was an accident. He didn't mean to do it, but he becomes a town pariah, and he's like in his early 20s. And basically what they say is like the town is cursed. It's like Derry. The the curse of Michael Myers. People die here. People kill themselves here. People kill each other here in much greater numbers. It's just a bad place. It's poisoned. So what happens basically is you find out Corey gets bullied and thrown over into a ditch. It's very Stephen King. And get, he gets pulled into a drainage ditch into a sewer by Michael Myers. Michael Myers has been living under the town for four years. This is a four year time jump. So he's right. just hanging out down there eating rats and dogs and whatever the fuck he does still wearing his mask. Cause he doesn't like taking it off and he gets Corey. And basically he needs Corey to bring him people. And we think that I, I thought the whole movie was going to be him bringing, you know, food to Michael basically, but that isn't really what happens. Brings him a guy. Michael gets stronger. You see him like shaking. It's kind of like weird, but it was also kind of cool. And then they become buddies. So (laughs) they go off on a killing spree together. And then Corey wrests control from Michael and takes his mask. Corey kills a bunch of people. He ends up because Laurie Strode's walking around this whole time writing a book about her PTSD experiences. He ends up dating her granddaughter, Allison okay because they're both we're both freaks you know because allison survived michael myers and her whole family was killed except for her grandmother and Corey killed this kid accidentally and blah blah blah. so Corey ends up becoming the new michael myers kind of he, he there's this crazy massacre in a junkyard that he does that's that's very brutal and you're like they don't show a lot but like what's implied is very terrible and then of course at the end he goes to get allison and Laurie's like hey fuck you I'm Laurie Strode and kills him well right he kills himself but she starts it and then um, Michael shows up at the end finally to get okay. his ass back to get his knife yeah. back and we've been waiting for this forever this is this is Ripley and the alien this is John McClane in the building this is Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers this is Laurie Strode and they have a they have a fight they fight to the death so she traps him under a fridge stabs his, both his hands to a table And Allison comes in and helps her, and she slits his throat, and he just bleeds out. And everyone's like, that's it? So they have this awesome moment. They're always like, he's not dead. Or we we have to destroy him, because if we don't destroy him, he'll come back. He always fucking does. I mean, Randy said that in Scream. He always comes back. They always come back. So what they do, and it's a pretty powerful scene for a horror movie, they take Michael, they tie him to the top of their car, and they drive out of town. They drive to the edge of town. And when people see what's happening, they, the cops escort her. They People join her. They start walking, running, driving beside her. It becomes this giant funeral procession for Michael Myers out to the edge of Haddonfield. They take him into this like industrial place where there is a giant shredder. And Lori fucking rolls him off the car <laughs> into the fucking shredder. You think he's going to grab at her? You think he's going to? Nope. He goes in there and gets completely obliterated. Blood Whoa. squirts everywhere. His body gets chewed up and mangled beyond recognition. And Lori finishes her book and has a happy ending. Whoa. And so hey, people that, didn't want that. That's Halloween ends. There's a petition right now with these fucking entitled douchebags are like, we need to remake this because it sucks. They think it's like Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, where it's it wasn't studio intervention. It was David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, their vision. And at first, I didn't like it because I thought there was some corny moments, just like kills. But then I was like, you know what? I like that ending. I like it. I really like it. And I liked how the whole town took him to his grave because right. he tried to kill the town and they basically killed him at the end. So- right. I recommend it. Uh, if you listen to this, you've been spoiled. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say okay. So done with the spoilers. I do recommend Halloween Ends. I think it does have a great ending, and you should check it out, especially if you like the other two. Kills. There's a corny. There's corny parts. I get it. It's not perfect. I don't know why people think it's gonna be perfect. People, they expect perfection. It's not gonna be perfect. Oh, the end of Game of Thrones sucked. Shut the fuck up. You couldn't do any better. I only get mad when a movie is cynical texas chainsaw 2022 or completely Uh, and utterly careless like 3d but anyway
0: i get what you're saying
1: halloween ends uh, it's on my list yeah you don't care about spoilers
0: i don't care about spoilers i'll still enjoy it because i can enjoy art for what it is
1: so is it time for number one number one
0: Mine's a real life horror. Okay. As many people know, Florida was just hit by a hurricane Ugh. and many parts of it are just devastated. Right. So like mm-hmm. they're and we're still recovering. I mean, I don't know about you, but like uh, there's still branches in my yard yeah, they waiting picked, to be picked up.
1: They haven't picked up the debris yet. There's debris everywhere, but no, I did. I have, I, have, I did FPL round up all my bills from now on
0: to donate. Oh good. Okay, that's nice. That's and nice I don- of you.
1: And I donate at Publix too because
0: yeah, Oh good. Shit sucks. Cuz cuz you should. D- you know, give help recklessly. So, um yeah. So, out of all this, we see people coming together, we see better infrastructure, we see all these things, but we also see something called Vibrio vulnificus. I heard about this. <laughs> Jesus. Do you Christ. Kn- do you know what this is? I yes, I heard about it. Okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read this NPR article title. A rare but dangerous flesh-eating bacteria is infecting Florida residents. Here's... Here's the thing about this, and, and this is this is something that I I, I try to explain to people. About Listeners, Florida.
1: Shane has just taken his glasses off to get very serious.
0: I'm very serious, uh, which is stupid because I can't read without my <laughs> glasses, so I can't see anything. Because um, I don't want to see the horrors. Is essentially what it is. So the thing is, is that Florida, everything in Florida is already trying to kill you, mm-hmm. um, and I have had to explain this to. You my friends Troy and Amanda from Wyoming, that they can't just go swimming in whatever body of water they want because if it's not an alligator that's trying to kill you, it is a brain-eating amoeba. Sure. Because those exist here, too. Yep. Eat so, right your yeah, brains right up. Yeah. Eat your brains right up. non nom, nom. Nom. <laughs> No, 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 no. So, uh, according to the Florida Department of Health, the state has seen 65 cases of Vibrio vulnificus infections and 11 deaths from the bacterium in 2022 alone. They think that um, as of uh, since specifically in Lee County, where Ian made landfall mm-hmm. on September 28th, since September 28th, um, accounts of this disease have gone up by 45%. That's too much. Way it's too much. much so uh just so you know what this is uh this bacteria lives in warm seawater and is a type of foodborne illness cause a, a foodborne illness causing bacteria called halophilic uh because they require salt to survive it's something that people are made of water mm. lots of salt in our bodies that's the whole thing. Uh, and so uh, what this does is it leads to skin breakdowns and ulcers because we need more of that. Um, you can get it from undercooked oysters and you can get it from shellfish already. But um, typically... Because it lives in warm salt water uh, and people are getting injured. Open wounds, cuts, scratches come into direct contact with warm brackish water. Skin breakdowns and ulcers start to follow. This bacteria gets into your skin when you are in flooded areas and you're walking around and you're injured or cut. So this is a thing that happens. Now, severe illness is rare, but it is still a thing that happens. And I don't like this. My number one is this because I want you all to stay inside and don't go in water. Well, I mean, it is is cool now, so
1: there's no, it's cold now, so there's no reason to go in water. It's
0: not cold enough. It was cold today. It was 50, it's 56 degrees right now. Oh, it was beautiful today. God, it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Uh, Tomorrow, it's going to be 90 degrees. Fuck! It's Florida. No, it's actually, not. we're not going to have a, uh, um, uh, there's going to be a high of 81 this week. So it's actually really beautiful. But my point is, um, is that this, this, this bacteria is now a thing we have to contest with. So it's an unseen illness that you can get from walking around in flooded waters.
1: Yeah, man. Don't go in the fucking water.
0: Fuck the water. Don't go in the water. Don't go in the air either. Just stay inside. Just stay inside. Uh, avoid the sun. Or just go to space where there's uh, in the vacuum. There's not really any viruses that we know of.
1: Yeah, that we know of. You don't know. There's probably one that can just like just just seeps right into you and tears your entire body apart.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that there is that movie Life, not the <laughs> one with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, I like that movie. I really do. That's a good. The, that's a good what, with,
1: Alien placeholder movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good one. That is a fun one. Yeah. It's scary.
1: I like it because Ryan Reynolds gets torn apart.
0: <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is nice. He's fine enough. Yeah, whatever. I don't like his face. All right. Well, that's yeah, my right. number one. Is that's a scary thing for everybody to live with. That's not. That's a very downbeat. I realize. Well, I'll bring it up a little, not much. Okay.
1: So for my number one, I was kind of split. You know, I was like, "How many movies can I watch that I can review?" Like, I was gonna watch the Munsters and review it, and I just didn't fucking feel like it. I'm halfway through Hellraiser. We're gonna talk about that tomorrow on the podcast. So, I, I, I thought I thought of taking a different approach. Do okay. some creative and fun for my number one. So. I just talked about Halloween and how, you know, it was this new trilogy, this reimagined sort of more serious modern sensibility type of take on the Michael Myers mythos. You know, there's it, there, it's more thematic, right? Right. So I was thinking, I was like, you know, I, I, I do. I love horror movies so much and I always have ideas and I'm writing too many things right now to even bother writing this down because it would never be anything I could use because I'm not, I don't, I'm not a scriptwriter, but I have a pitch. It's okay. a long one. I, if I was actually going to pitch it, I would make it a paragraph. But this is a long one. I'm not, I'm not going to take too long. I'm saying it's, it's longer than a normal pitch. But I have a pitch. And the pitch is for a new take on how to remake one of the best horror franchises of the 1980s. Would you care to guess what it is? The Howling. Not The Howling. You fuck. Uh, Nailgun Massacre. God, I think that was the 70s. Mmm, skinned alive. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, you don't need to do anything with that. No, see here's the thing. There's not there's been nine Nightmare movies. I think there's been 13 halloweens There's been, I think, 12 Friday the 13th. Nightmare and Texas Chainsaw are tied, I believe, at nine. In the last Two of, the last, two of the last three Texas movies were awful. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, because they haven't made a Nightmare on Elm Street movie in 12 years. Can you believe That's that? That's wild. 12 years. 2010 when they remade it with Jackie Earl Haley. He did a fine job, but it was too derivative of the original. So I have an idea. Three films. They are as follows. This is how it should be done. If you want to make Freddy Krueger scary, just like, you, like they made Michael Myers fucking scary in these new movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even when they remade Friday the 13th, I believe it was 2007, Jason was scary. And so were the Texas Chainsaw remakes from the 2000s. Leatherface was very scary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I know Freddy's a wisecracker, and Robert Englund will always be Freddy Krueger. He will always be the fun one, the 80s one, the one that's like, yeah, he's a serial killer, but he's fun. If you really want to <laughs> yeah. make him scary. Scare people. Modern sensibilities. Something thematic and dark and grim. This is how you do it. Film was. Yeah, make him the president. Dude, they should have done that in the eighties. Why didn't New Line do that? Freddie for president. He runs for president, and the whole the whole United States just becomes a nightmare. I guess it already has, but you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: it worked. It just it looks a little bit different. You just
1: see like the flag is like his burned skin is the white stripes or the red stripes. <laughs> you're all my children now and my constituents let's pass healthcare reform because I- how's this for gerrymandering <laughs> these scars are hurting me so the first film is called springwood that's it okay provocative title sure this is not a is not a t- typically a horror movie it's not a typical horror movie it's not a slasher it is a hard-boiled detective cat and mouse type story set in the 70s sure Fred Krueger I'm not going to get too into the details because that's the writer's room's job I'm just giving you the broad strokes right Fred Krueger he's a killer you know he's a serial killer and they went full into that he was an abuser as well in the remake so that would be optional to the writers because I don't know how you do that tastefully I don't think you can do it tastefully but he did kill younger people and children his character did in the original right. story, so I don't know how we do that. Doesn't need to be shown. Doesn't need to be gratuitous. It just needs to be hinted at, right? And so Nancy Thompson's father, okay, he's the detective on the case, tracking him, right? Sure. And it's grim, and he's drinking a lot, and he's seeing crime scenes and things that he wants to unsee. So the whole thing with Nightmare on Elm Street is Freddie was caught. It's, it's all all in the backstory. They get way into like, oh, he's the son of a thousand maniacs or a hundred maniacs or whatever the fuck it was. We don't even need to go there. Grounded no, in reality. Grounded in reality, like the Batman, he gets him right. He knows with it, beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is the killer. He's he's caught him. He's got him, but he can't prove it for some reason, or he can't catch him for some reason. I don't know what it would be, but at the end of the movie, the townsfolk have to rise as one and burn him like they did. You know, sure. And then the first movie ends with him. Being, you know, doing his first kill as Freddy Krueger. That's the end. Boom. Okay? So it's sort of the story of the Springwood Slasher and how it takes a paranormal left turn at the end. Then the second film, called A Nightmare on Elm Street, is a somewhat faithful retelling of the original, but there needs to be some differences to keep people on their toes. So you still need to have Nancy. So her father, her parents have split up because her father saw too many horrific things. And he's an alcoholic now, and he's down on his luck. And his her mom's a little like, yeah, she's kind of an alcoholic. She's not, she ain't great either. Sure. And Nancy's sure. kind of fending for herself, but she's a good kid. She's strong and she's smart. And she's dating her boyfriend Glenn, who lives across the street. I, I like that in her play. There's Rod and there's Tina, just like the first movie. But things strange things have been happening in springwood people have been disappearing people have been showing up dead and people are like what is going on because it's a town secret that they killed this guy back in the day right. and all the parents right. are guilty about it, and the guilt is eating them alive so it's kind of turning the town into a dairy type situation where there's yeah, secrets yeah, yeah yeah and death and all kinds of darkness going on so nancy is she's she's fucking smarter than everybody so nancy starts to figure it out she sees him in her dreams I don't know if we could bring it to a point where you could explain why Freddie uses dreams, but again, writers, writer, writer's room, figure it out. Pay me for the pitch. And then you figure it out. Um, so there needs to be those grand guignol set pieces, you know, like in the beginning where Freddie, you know, rakes Tina across the, the, the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. A different way. Maybe. Um, the thing with Johnny Depp with the, the, the ocean of blood on his ceiling, you could do it a sure. different way. Maybe the whole house fills with blood. I don't know, but something really crazy like that, that is really going to grab your attention. Now at the end of the movie, here's where it gets a little iffy cause I'm not sure. Nancy figures out a way to keep him. Of course she figures out a way to bring him into reality so they can defeat him, but she doesn't defeat him. She figures out a way to keep him out somehow. Okay. But it's too much for her. She takes some pills, and Nancy tries to end it all, but she's too strong, and she does not die, and she goes into a coma.
0: Ah. Nancy's
1: out of commission for a little while, and the movie ends. Now, the third one. This is the one that I really like. It takes elements from some of the different ones. You ever see Freddy's Dead? No. What, Nightmare 6, the final nightmare? Nope, never saw that. Springwood has basically turned into a ghost town. The parents are all crazy because all the kids are gone because either the families moved out or the kids, unfortunately, were killed by Freddy Krueger and now all the parents are running around like losing their minds. It's like a ghost town. I like that. And then, Freddy vs. Jason, they had had all the kids... I like that. (laughs) They had all the kids at Weston Hills doped up on Hypnosil so they wouldn't dream so they could bury the town secret and keep it dark and secretive, right? Sure. So, Nancy's in a coma. And meanwhile, Freddy somehow breaks out of his prison... And he goes about his business and he turns Springwood into truly a cursed place. And all the kids are either doped up at Weston Hills or they're gone or they've been unfortunately killed. Nancy comes out of it, right? She finally wakes up because Nancy is Ellen Ripley. She's Ellen Ripley in this story. She's not some co-ed who's running around like scantily clad, like, Oh, please don't kill me. Nancy is strong as fuck. So she is going, she, she begins to gradually remember things because we're going to tie it in to the satanic panic recovered memories syndrome. Right. So People don't believe her at first. People think it's bullshit. So recovered memories, that's not a real thing. Okay. So she does remember. And so she heads back to Springwood to finally face her fear and defeat it once and for all. And it does need to be a definitive ending. He needs to die because you got to pay a price for all the macabre fun and whatever's going on. You can't, you can't have him keep going can't have him keep right. going because there's no stakes. And then it's kind of like, what did all this terrible stuff happen in the story for if there is no comeuppance for the villain? The villain has to die at the end. He's got to go. Right. right. Maybe he goes to hell and then you fucking do another Freddy vs. Jason, but a better one because they're both in Okay. Hell. And that's my pitch. I don't know what to call the last film, but it's got to be something good. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. And if you're going to take this idea, you better fucking pay me.
0: Yeah, uh I was thinking maybe for the last one it's uh Freddy ends. Or, bye uh, bye Freddy. Or Freddy the last chapter? The final Freddy, chapter?
1: Freddy the last samurai.
0: Freddy the last samurai. <laughs> they have to Freddy, explain the glove. Got to explain the Freddy Revolutions?
1: gotta explain the glove i think it it was it was a way for him because he was a gardener as a way for him to trowel the dirt a lot easier and then he just kept it as his tool so i think that maybe that's a good way to explain it
0: i i think it would be better if he was just a shitty inventor (laughs) like Like he just made the world's worst back (laughs) scratcher
1: he's rube goldberg covered in
0: visceral (laughs) look at it oh
1: god my back oh Oh, but um, seriously though, no fedora, no Christmas sweater. We've got the Robert Englund Freddy. We got the fun one. We don't need to recreate that. Yeah, it's got to be dark. It's got to be scary. He's got to be bald and burned and fucked up.
0: Yeah. Good night, Freddy. Yeah. And he doesn't. That's no what it's quips. Called. That's what it's called. That's <laughs> the name of the movie. Good night, Freddy.
1: Sleep, <laughs> sleep tight. It's a. Uh, it, it's not a. It's not the wisecracking Freddy. It's not the quips Freddy because Jackie Earl Haley tried to do it and wasn't that great. All right. He doesn't yeah. talk that much. He shouldn't talk that much. It's gotta be gotta be scary he's
0: gotta be like a like a dream
1: demon a dreamin a dream a dream a i had
0: a, I I mean,
1: had a plan I, for texas chainsaw too but i'll wait for another time
0: okay all right good it's uh it's with hammers instead <laughs> well it's <laughs> it it
1: actually starts in vietnam with uh with uh chop top oh, okay
0: good yeah. i'm down for that uh, i i'll i'll hear that pitch too yep 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 We just need to get you in a room. All right, so uh, is there anything else you want to say about this movie? Uh, this movie, these three movies that don't exist? No. All right, so then let's count down the lists. Let's go to the
1: lists. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's Game over.
0: All right, my number five, Hocus Pocus 2. I'm a good zombie. I'm not even chasing you back. Uh, number four. <laughs> that's that's such a great line. I'm uh, good. I'm a good zombie. I'm not even chasing you back. Number four, nail biter returns. Can't he just like clip his nails? <laughs> gross, gross. Uh, Ken mode null. Number three, uh, they're just Sonic bullies. Uh, number two, werewolf by night. Werewolf bar mitzvah. Spooky, scary. Uh, and then number one, flesh eating bacteria. Because of course. Yeah. Of course there is Just pile it on, Florida Yeah,
1: of course Okay, at number five My Halloween playlist, The Tendrils of the Algorithm Have Me Number Ooh. four The Infection Spreads by Simulacra Hi, devil <laughs> Number three The Rocky Horror Picture Show and The Prop Guide Don't dream it Be Number two, <laughs> Halloween ends Bye. <laughs> and number one, my lengthy Nightmare on Elm Street reimagining pitch. Give me
0: money. <laughs> Give me money. Pay him. Pay him. All right. That's good. Um, I, uh, I think we have good lists. I think they're good. Spooky lists. Yeah. Good. Spooky. Um, I love the spooky season. It's so great. It's my favorite. It's the best. It's the best time of year. For every reason. For literally every reason.
1: What about Christmas? You don't like Jesus?
0: Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like Jesus. How about that? No. No, I'm not a big fan. I mean, seems a thing... little, uh seems a little uh,
1: pretentious. The whole thing is like, isn't it really Saturnalia and everyone was just flopping all over
0: each other. Yeah, it's just uh, like Christmas is sticky. <laughs> Christmas is closer to Hellraiser than Halloween. Yeah, I don't like it. There's so many sights to see. They have so many sites to show us.
1: <laughs> I do have to say, I like the female Cenobites. Uh, that's not that's not a problem for me. I feel like some people are probably pissed about that. But how many times are you going to watch Doug Bragley with fucking pins stuck in his face? I like the female Cenobites. Pretty good. Pretty scary.
0: Yeah, pretty scary. I mean, it's it's uh, it, it, it gets scarier. There's one that's like, ah! I don't like it. Um, yeah. And you'll see you'll see later when you get into it. You're like, nope, fuck that. I just don't, don't like the like like humans. I don't like the human characters. They suck ass. Uh you'll feel better about them later. I'll feel better about them. Better. Oh, good. Better about them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, you'll yeah, yeah, feel better about them later. All right. So, uh, should we shout out the patrons? Yes. All right. Uh, Mike Osborne, Laura Crosby, Kate, Neil, Amelia, Andrews, Matthew Fisher, Jessica Craig, Mario Cipriano, Christian Pearlie, Nancy Crozier, Emily Lawson, Jess Marco, Casey Crawford, Brian Stewart, Tyler Agassi, Joe Riccotto, Bob Hughes, Crystal Crabtree, and Sam Cooby. Yeah. Thank you all. We're going to send you all a bunch of shit. We've got some stuff to send you. Yeah, we got cool new stickers. We got a whole a whole
1: bunch and we're going to send them to you and we're going to send you the third issue of the zine uh which nobody bought.
0: <laughs> yeah, nobody bought it. Uh no, somebody bought it. We had somebody uh, buy it. Oh
1: yeah, but they were for like a zine research project. They didn't buy it because they wanted to fucking read it.
0: Uh, so what? Who cares?
1: So what? Who cares? If I'm doing a if if I'm doing a Zine research project, I want to read it. I work hard on my one sentence hyperbolic reviews, and I don't need to be just categorized and thrown in a pile. Let me tell you that right now, buddy.
0: Yeah. Well, what did uh didn't um uh Tom didn't Tom read it and then say that he was worried about my review? <laughs> 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 oh, the one show. Yeah. He's like, "What are you doing?" So anyway. Yeah. Uh, So we have the zine. We have new stickers. So if you want to be a patron, you'll get a whole bunch of that. If you don't want to be a patron, then you can buy them. They'll be up on our website. Um, Also, at this time, um, if you like spooky, scary, dark, and sad, um, Tom DeCain has a new poetry book that we've published that's pretty good. Uh, It's called Cynic, uh, and that's out on uh, WND Press, so you can go buy that um that's cool 70 i think it's like 68 or 70 poems or something like that i don't know why he didn't decide on 69 but you know uh, he's probably more mature than us it's just the lyrics to cynic by disembodied yeah that many times <laughs> yeah, yeah that's all it is <laughs> so. um
1: so a quick plug i am i'm working on on wasteland season two but it's sprawling and it's going to take me a little bit longer than i thought. So it's probably not going to drop by December. I know the five of you who care are disappointed, but I really appreciate you. I'm not trying to downplay it, but I really want it to be good. So it's going to be good whether I have to kill myself doing it or not. So uh, it's not going to be too long after December, but it's a lot. It's going to be eight episodes, I think. And there is research littering my kitchen table right now. But I am working on it, and I am hoping to hopefully... Not leave you hanging in December and release a couple of special ones. I do have an interview lined up that you may find interesting, and I will be releasing that. And I want to do uh, maybe one or two around it as well, some shorter episodes that you might enjoy. Hell yeah! So I follow like me at Wasteland Pod. I never update until I do, but that's where you'll know if what the fuck I'm doing if you care. And I'm on all the stuffs, uh, mm-hmm. just like this show. So please check yeah. it out.
0: Okay then. I fixed.
1: I fixed the episodes. Spotify wasn't showing them. Apple wasn't showing some of them. And I put it. I get, they were out of order. I got. I got everything. I got, it's, it's all fine. I got it fixed. It's all
0: fixed. Oh good. I'm glad.
1: Yep. That's All it. right.
0: <laughs> okay. That's it. That's all our updates. So uh, let's end the show. I'm yeah. Tired. I've been teaching all
1: day. So oh, oh, and I haven't.
0: I, I have been teaching I, the, the.
1: No, oh, oh, uh, uh, mm. all right so that's gonna do it for us this week and we will be back next week with a very special disc dive so until then hi uh, this week
0: hello and good night Taco Bell Joe wherever you are Taco Bell Joe is not watching anything spooky. he's watching like wholesome Halloween stuff and enjoying candy corn. I'm watching the worst witch buddy. <laughs> I don't know what that
1: is. <laughs> oh boy, it's great. She's a witch and she's the worst. Because she ain't good at being mean, buddy. Just like me. I'm the worst witch, buddy. Except I'd be the worst warlock. That would be me. Taco Bell Joe, worst warlock because I'm so nice.
0: <laughs> Wait, so men can be witches? Can they? Uh, according to the Salem Witch trials, they were. Is that true, buddy? As far as I know.
1: Well, I'm going to cast a spell on myself and fly away. All right. I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye.
0: Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> you want to find us on social media you can find us on instagram at i don't want to hear a pod you can find us on twitter at idwhi podcast you can find us on facebook at i don't want to hear a podcast check out our website at idontwanttohearpodcast.com and if you follow the link it came from the beach you can hear all our old bands and the bullshits that we did you can check out our publishing company at wndpress.com and if you would like to submit a work or get published with us, uh, you can email us at info at WNDpress.com. If you'd like to reach the show, you can email us at idwhipodcast at gmail.com. Send us your feedback. Send us your information. Let us know what you think. Please consider supporting the show. Check out our patron. You get all kinds of cool bonuses, including discounts on merchandise. You get bonus episodes like our Play It Loud and our Talk Among Us episodes and all kinds of goodies. We make a bunch of playlists for y'all to find us. It'll be great.